from Reminder Media, this is Stay Paid, a sales and marketing podcast on a mission to help you close more deals and retain more business. Hosted by the VP of Marketing, Josh Stake, and Reminder Media's president, Luke Akery. So get ready to hear the golden nuggets that will allow you to live a life of freedom tomorrow, but only if you take action today. Welcome to another Silver Dollar episode of Stay Paid, the best sales and marketing tips of your week in 15 minutes or less, Luke. Man, it's great to be here. It's great to be here. <laughs> it's fantastic to be here. A little behind the scenes action. The last podcast we did didn't record. Yep. So we're going to re-record that one. But we took a break. It's one in of between. the worst. That, like in my history, I, I thought I was going to be a musician. And so I did a lot of recordings and stuff. And there's nothing worse than feeling like you hit and nailed apart and it didn't record. We also have our newest state paid pal here in the yeah. studio. If you watch one of our last Silver Dollars. You're going to see a dog. You'll see Dakota. Across. She's going to be hanging out with us here for this episode. But no, today we're going to be talking about the power of direct mail. With so many new ways to connect to consumers today, you got social media, you got email marketing, you've got search engine optimization, text messaging. It's easy to forget or worse, disregard the tried and true tested marketing method that still yields massive results, which is direct mail. With 40% of Americans across all ages still looking forward to checking their mailbox. How crazy is that? How many people look forward to checking your email inbox? Yeah. No, you dread having to check your email inbox. 40%... you get so many. You get so many. 40% yeah. of Americans still look forward to checking their mailbox. It continues to be one of the most effective ways of prospecting new clients and building relationships with existing ones. So we're going to go through... Uh, just some things for what your direct mail, from yeah. what we've learned over mailing a hundred million, a hundred million pieces of direct yeah. mail in our history. I'll say that again. Like we've sent out a hundred million pieces of yeah. direct mail. Yeah, or our organization, Reminder yeah. Media has. It's it's unbelievable. Yeah, so what we've learned. And everybody of, tells me Prince dead. And I'm tired of people <laughs> telling me Prince dead. Prince is not dead. You're dead. No. <laughs> You're dead. No, what's the what's the Grant Cardone print? Yeah, yeah. Print Cole Calling's suck, not dead. Suck. Yeah, you, you, you suck. Cole Calling's not dead. But no, taking everything that we've learned through our own direct mail and yep. then with almost 100,000 clients we've had send out Well, one of the keys us. with direct mail, if I'll just say, because, you know, people joke all the time about print being dead. It's not dead. Here's the thing is, at no one marketing channel is going to drive all of your leads for you, right? So you need a holistic approach. We'll talk about that a little bit. But one of the things with direct mail is the average person is receiving how many emails a day? It's uh, the average office worker receives 150 emails a day. So a lot of those must go to spam and stuff, but, mm -hmm. but tons of emails. I think the average with direct mail, it's like 400 plus pieces a year. Mm. So naturally, you have less coming through, which means you have a better chance of getting seen with direct mail, a better chance of making impact. And when you combine that with digital, which we'll talk about, it's really, really effective. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, all of the stats bring it up. We were going over some stats before the podcast. But get this, up to 90% of direct mail gets open compared to 20 to 30% of emails to kind of bring up your example there. 44% of people can recall a brand immediately after seeing a digital ad compared to 75% of people who receive Jeez, direct mail. That. That's crazy. Uh, direct mail requires 21% less cognitive effort to process than email. And the response rate for direct mail is up like nine times over that. Do you know the average email? response rate for direct mail? So it's it's across the board, but like postcards I know are 4.25%. Okay. A good direct mail response rate, I think is 5% would be yep. considered a good direct mail uh, response rate, but it still continues to bring one of the largest returns uh, on investment. But one of the things so many people miss when doing direct mail, and one of the reasons why they fail in the direct mail uh, successfulness, <laughs> is successfulness a word? Fact check Fact that. Fact check. <laughs> Success 
is uh, sending direct mail to the wrong people. Yeah. So that you kind of think like, oh, I can just blast this community or I can blast yeah. this area uh, and with with my direct mail piece and you're playing the lottery and you're not yeah. thinking through it strategically and you're not being laser focused yeah. with your marketing mail is, is truly only as good as your your segmentation of your list like mm. the targeting of your list this is why you know advertising this is why data is the name of the game right now is using data to refine your marketing so the first thing you want to do with direct mail is you want to think about your list and you want to think about how do you refine it because the direct mail that you send should be guided by your list. Perfect example of this is our flagship product is a magazine, right? 48 page coffee table publication, super high quality. And we really see a ton of success with our clients sending this to their sphere mm -hmm. and sending this to their past clients. Why? Because it's perceived as a gift. Because they, they're spending, I mean, a decent amount of money. It's like $3.99. Well, I always tell people it's less than a Hallmark card. But they're spending that, but they're spending it on a really key audience for them because it's going to be their sphere, which is going to generate tons of their business through referrals. But then you think of your prospecting and you want to hone in on your prospecting list and maybe that list you're going to send maybe a postcard to. You're going to send something a little bit less, but you can still use data like predictive analytics. We actually yeah. just released not too long ago, we're using predictive analytics now yep. for our real estate agents to figure out, hey, who on your list that you actually want to send to is most likely to move. Yeah, And then let's actually... Uh, set up this postcard to target those people to well, it's a great, the messaging. It's a great way not only to, and we're going to talk about the holistic marketing approach, but like the holistic data approach. So predictive analytics, what it's looking at is it's taking the consumer data, what people are doing at a consumer level. So it, let's take real estate, for example. Are they looking to refinance? Are they doing anything else at the consumer level that would be indicative of them looking to sell or purchase real estate? Then it looks at the property level so it's looking at the properties and saying, does this mimic any other properties in the area that have recently sold? And then it's looking at the online data. So the actual behavioral data, where if you've gone onto websites or you've interacted with, uh, let's say you fill out a form for a competitive market, comparative market analysis to see how much your home is worth, all of that data getting shoved into the aggregate and then spit out to give uh, us basically a uh, score that tells us whether or not you may or may not be likely to move within the next next six to 12 months. And then you can target your direct mail yep. from maybe a list of 10,000 addresses in order to get your entire community to a list of maybe 1,000 yep. to be able to well, I mean, this is super popular. Like if you're a dentist, right? And you listen to this, like targeting the people who just move into just the moved area. Just in, new movers. Right, yeah. so you, there's so many geographic or demographic information that you can layer over a geographic location yep. to help you refine your targeting. And then that's going to help you refine your messaging yeah. overall. But let's talk about things that like your direct mail campaign has to include. So we kind of broke it down into three pieces, which is the content side, yep. the quality side of what you're sending out, and then ultimately what you're trying to get people to do when they receive your piece yeah, the of the action mail. side, which is the most important. Yeah, but so <laughs> from the content side, uh, making sure that your content's relevant, Yep. right? Making sure that you're providing something of value to people. Uh, deals from the perspective of, unless, I say unless you're a pizza shopper. What are you talking like about? A, you're talking about promotions, like uh, uh, yes. promo? Yeah, yeah. You're really kind of I don't, playing the I lottery. I don't hate on promos at all, but it is like lottery. That's the person saying, has yeah. to be at the right time. Now, pizza shops, like the promo, if it's good enough, if the coupon is good enough, people will save it. Uh-huh. Right, especially 100%. for their local pizza shops and stuff like that. So I always break down the content with the three E's. I do trainings on this where it's like the three E's of content that you should do with your direct mail. 
educational, entertaining, or endearment, right? So your edge or your, let's do your entertaining first. Your entertaining might be if you're a real estate agent, you're showcasing the local events that are happening in the community. It might be that you're giving a recipe, right? Educational, this is where you tie back to your actual industry. So maybe in real estate, you're educating people on the, the mortgage rates that's happening, the value of their home, what they can do to renovate, to get more equity in their home. This is where you could if you were like a car mechanic or something like that, you could educate on how often you should come in for an oil change. You could put a promo in as the call to action for getting an oil change, that type of stuff. Then endearment, I think a lot of people miss out on this. Endearment, you should be trying to tie yourself to the community. So it doesn't matter what business you're in, you're a local business and you should be trying to find places that you can essentially partner with, tie yourself to. So maybe it's a local charity. Maybe it's another community uh, business that's in the local area. Maybe it's the school system that you can partner with, but you should be finding things in your community as a local business that you can feature tag teaming with you in the mailer. And that not only could help you maybe cut costs because they'll help pay for it, but it endears you to that community. community. Yeah. The other piece that we would say from a content perspective is really making sure that you're not just touching people in print, but that you're backing that up with digital advertising as well. Yes. So you can actually run a Facebook ad to the local community that you are then sending out a direct mail campaign. And we would call this maybe warming up the mailbox. So take the same image that you're going to run on your postcard or your direct mail campaign and run that as a display ad uh, through Google Display Ads or through Facebook. Super simple to set up a radius around an address or within an area to run your Facebook Or you could pixel people, right? So you could literally, like you send them out a mailer. Um, Like I mentioned, my brother did a mailer you know, I just got $70,000. Basically, his ad was, I can't believe I made $70,000 off of a home I purchased three years ago. Want to know what your home's worth? Well, they go to that landing page to find out what their home's worth. They get pixeled and now we retarget them on Facebook, right? With ads from them actually visiting that site. When you tie, I can't remember the exact stat, but it was like 41%, I want to say, of it will increase your ROI because marketing is holistic, right? Don't just think about this in display ads, Facebook ads. Also think about this through email. If you hit a neighborhood, with a mailer, you should also try to get the emails of everybody in that neighborhood and hit them with an email. Then also hit them on their social. Now they're seeing you everywhere. And the whole concept is mindshare. If you can be top of mind, if you're the pizza shop that people think of when they're craving pizza, you're going to get that business. So how do you make sure you're the pizza shop? How do you make sure you're the dentist when they need a dentist? How do you make sure you're the real estate agent? The only way you do that is to be frequently in front of them. There's this old law in uh, marketing called the law of seven. Yep. People have to see you seven times in order to remember you and in order to start associating your brand with something. And so you need to be everywhere. When you tie digital to direct mail, it just increases your chance of ROI. Yeah. And then the next thing that you really want to focus on when sitting out your, in your direct mail is you want to be economical, but you don't want to be cheap, right? You really want to make sure that your mail pieces have quality. The average uh, shelf life for direct mail in general is 17 days. Now, I think that varies dramatically over the type of direct mail piece that you're sending out. If you're sending out a postcard, I think we've seen stats to say the average shelf life of a postcard is about 72 hours. Our magazine... Uh, that we send out. We've done studies on that. The average shelf life for our magazine is three to four weeks. So people obviously keep that a lot longer. And again, this goes back to your list segmentation and who you're sending the magazine to. Not everyone can send the magazine to a thousand households, uh, but you can send that magazine to your top 100 contacts within your sphere of influence. And the quality 
is what is going yep. to make people hang on to it. And even if you're doing postcards, going up to the jumbo postcard, breaking the the traditional means of a postcard. I think I saw a stat on the the even like the oversized envelopes have almost like a double response rate from a regular envelope because it sticks out. Yeah. People take notice of it. Everybody files their mail over the trash can. You know that whenever you go home tonight, you're going to get your mail. You're going to be pulling out the mail and you're yep. just going to go right into the trash can. Anything that you have that can stand out and have that person hang on for a little bit longer and delivers on the content that you were talking about so that it gives it that extra shelf life and that value add is going to make you stand out from the competition. You know, I was um, watching Tom Ferry. We had him on the show. He's number one coach in real estate. And someone posed the question to his team, I believe it was, and basically said, hey, do you believe print is dead or still effective? And the answer was, all of my top clients do farming, which is basically, you know, you're blasting out to an area or, you know, demographics and everything like that. But he said, all of my top clients do it. And that was his answer. Yeah. So, you know, print is not dead. It's just there a long-term it. <laughs> game. It's a, it's like, you're, it's a branding game that you're putting out. And the last element that we would say you absolutely have to include is a call to action. So you mentioned the idea of being able to pick some, pixel somebody and retarget them. You want to make sure that you are getting people to an ascension path, I think we would call it, yes. in digital marketing. If you're bringing someone into your blog, where are you taking them to continue into your funnel? The same thing with your direct mail. You want to bring them online. Try and bring them online. Or if you're not set up with a digital marketing game yet, get them to text you. A simple call to action, if you're in real estate, text me for to see how much your home yep. is worth is a great call to action to get people to reach out and respond to you rather than look at the pretty piece of mail not be sure what to do with it, <laughs> throw it into the trash can and kind of move on with your life. You might get the mind share, share part, yep. but you won't get the proactive uh, connection piece that you ultimately want to get with your direct mail. And I would tell you, take it one step further. Get You want to give them a call to action so they know what to do, want to make it simple. But with your direct mail campaigns, you should always have a proactive nature to them. So if you're sending the magazine to your core clients, Every other magazine, pick up the phone, call your clients, use it as your reason to call. If you're sending postcards to a neighborhood, use that postcard as your reason to pop by in that neighborhood. Use it as a proactive campaign. That's what's going to separate you because if you can get face-to-face -face with people, you have so much more impact. If you can have a phone conversation with them, your mailers are just triggering events to help you do that more effectively. I love that. Not only should you include a call to action, but you should take action and call. Sounds like our podcast. <laughs> take action today, baby. Speaking of taking action, thank you so much for listening. Uh, take action on some of the ideas that we had in this podcast today. You can also head on over to ReminderMedia.com slash print media to get our ebook on a lot more of this research in terms of why print still works, how you can use print effectively, the different types of demographics that print resonates with. So different demographics are going to resonate with different types yep. of print and direct mail. So head on over to ReminderMedia.com slash print media for that free ebook. You can also get the recording of this episode. You can see Dakota walking through the shot over at StayPaidPodcast.com for the video. To support the show, we'd love it if you subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a review and a comment just to let us know how we're doing uh, and make sure that you tell a friend about the episode. That's really the best way to help out the podcast. I've got a dad joke. We just went through um, kind of some weather here. So we're in, we're in Pennsylvania, southeast Pennsylvania near Philadelphia. We had a couple snowstorms. Yes, we did. So it got me thinking. So I, I, uh, how do you find Will Smith in the snow? You look for the fresh prince. <laughs>
Ariel liked that one. I got it. We're going to include the reaction shot for that. <laughs> she was actually looking down, focusing yeah. on something else. And that got her. If you want to get a hold of me or Luke, you can email us at podcast at remindermedia.com or you can find us on Instagram. We are at Stay Paid Podcast. For this episode of Stay Paid, I'm Joshua Stike. Guys, and I'm Luke Acre. And your action item from this is I want you to apply the three E's of content really for creating your next mailer. And that's education, entertainment, or endearment. Look at your content and ask yourself, is it educating? Is it entertaining? It doesn't endear me to the community. It needs to fit one of those criterias. And think about it. You can apply those three E's of content to your social. You can apply that to your email. That can really fit even greater than print. Remember this, the difference between the top producers and the mediocre producers in every single industry is top producers take action. Take action on that today. 